0: All right, well, welcome everyone. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. Um, My name is Alera Nana. Um, I was fortunate to be um, born to Rosicrucian parents. And so I served as a Colomb in Memphis Lodge in Lagos um, when I was younger. And um, after moving out of the country, I, I was a member of the New York City Lodge and one of the most impactful things that happened to me while I was there, was there was a workshop by Dr. Lonnie Edwards. Um, May he soul rest in peace. And it was on the topic of forgiveness. And it had such an impact in my life at that time because I was struggling with some unresolved issues with some really close family members. So I'm super grateful. I was super grateful for the opportunity to participate in that workshop. And I hope I can share some of that impact with you today. Um, I also want to say a big thank you to our grandmaster, Julie Scott um, for this opportunity when she um, asked me to do a presentation for the teleconference and asked what topic I wanted to present on. You know, practicing forgiveness was, you know, the first thing that came to my mind. But um, since then, I've had a lot of opportunity to practice forgiveness and become a little bit of a mini expert in the in the subject, so um, if she ever asked me to present again, I will choose a different subject. Um, but with that said, welcome and I'm very excited to learn with you today so. Let's get started. So we will start with today we're talking about practicing forgiveness, the idea is we will. Um, learn what forgiveness is, the benefits, why it is important to practice forgiveness in our daily lives, and then go through a meditation that sort of helps jumpstart us into into making this a habit in our lives. So I would like to start with an opening prayer. Um, So if you would all uh, sit relaxed with your eyes closed, Um, while we center ourselves with an opening prayer. God of our hearts, God of our realization, we thank you for this opportunity to unite in work and worship. We ask that you forgive all our shortcomings and open our minds today to hear directly from you. Speak to our hearts that we may come to understand forgiveness from within. And may everything we learn today be practical and useful in our journeys through life. So might it be. So what is forgiveness? Um, I looked at multiple definitions and, you know, take a moment and think to yourself, what what does that word forgiveness mean to you? And then we'll go over the definition that resonated the most with me. So I'll give you a couple seconds to have some ideas about what forgiveness is. All right, so this definition is from Wikipedia, and it says that Forgiveness is an intentional and voluntary process by which one who may initially feel victimized or wronged goes through a change in feelings and attitude regarding a given offender and overcomes the impact of the offense, including negative emotions such as resentment, and a desire for vengeance. So we'll go over that um, sort of point by point. Um, Forgiveness is an intentional and voluntary process. So it it doesn't happen by mistake. It's something we choose to do. It's something we choose to accomplish. And initially, you feel victimized, you feel wronged by this thing that this other person did or this situation in your life. But in practicing forgiveness, we change our feelings, our attitude towards that situation, towards the offender. So forgiveness is a form of mental alchemy. It involves changing our state of mind concerning a particular situation. It is intentional. Like I said, no one has ever forgiven by mistake. Um, It is voluntary. It involves choice we have to choose to forgive. Um, In medicine, um, we are taught to do no harm. It's one of the first things we learn and also swear in our Hippocratic Oath. Um, But with forgiveness, the idea is also to receive no harm. So you put yourself in a state of mind where nothing causes you to have a negative emotional reaction. And in turn, you do no harm because you're not Covering negative thoughts and emotions towards the so-called offender. Um, so you overcome the impact of the offense. You overcome your negative emotions. There's no resentment formed and there's no desire for vengeance. Um, vengeance should not even be in the vocabulary of anyone who knows about karma, right? Because seeking vengeance is planting a bad seed, um, that you will also reap in the future. So why do that knowing that the person who wronged you will get the associated karma? Everything is balanced um, in the universe. The law of compensation sees to that. Now there's one other thing that comes to mind when I think of forgiveness, and that's the Rosicrucian chant. Um, And we'll you know, review that as well in relation to forgiveness. But if you if you know the words, if you know the song, feel free to um, sing along with me. Oh, love that knoweth of no fear, Ah love that sheds a joyous tear. Oh, love that makes me whole and free, such love shall keep and hollow me. So would it be. So, love is an essential tool required for forgiveness. Love connects all of us and truly we we are all connected. I remember um, reading in one of my early monographs about how all of humanity is connected, we're, we're a collective. Um, I don't remember the exact illustration at that time, but um, a, a similar example is a set of Christmas lights all connected to the same plug going into the same power outlet. So we all have the same source, humanity, is a collective of brothers and sisters, and we're all animated by the breath of life from one divine source, and we're all a part of God. Um, that was one of the things that Fratellani Edwards emphasized. If you see the other person as a part of God, just as you are a part of God, it's it changes your reaction to what they're doing or what they're presenting to you, which is, by the way, a lesson that you need to learn, and we'll talk about that as well. Um, so, just like in the case of the Christmas lights, it would never make sense for, you know, one of the bulbs to be upset with the other, right? Their collective brilliance will be dimmed. Um, so, this is what happens every time we hurt one another or refuse to forgive one another. Our collective light is dimmed. Um, Oh, love that makes me whole and free. Another important point: point. Um, one with unforgiveness in his or her heart is not free. Um, that person is held back by feelings of resentment and unresolved emotions. A part of your heart is always dealing with that issue, so you're you're divided and not whole. Um, so, love is an essential element to practicing forgiveness. When we practice forgiveness, we are practicing, practicing love. So why, why should we forgive? What are are the benefits of um, forgiveness? Why is forgiveness so important? Important enough to have a Rosicrucian teleconference about it. And that's because of its spiritual and physical benefits. Um, Forgiveness is a gift that we give to ourselves, not to the other person. Mysticism teaches us the spiritual benefits of forgiveness and the freedom that comes with that. And now even modern science and research confirms those benefits. Um, Unforgiveness leads to stress, which releases essentially toxic chemicals within our bodies and increases the risk of anxiety, depression, heart disease, diabetes, and so on. So very important um, for us to practice forgiveness. It actually contributes to our health. It contributes to longevity by causing us not to release those toxic um, inflammatory chemicals into our bodies. Um, So the spiritual benefits include mental and emotional freedom. Removing that veil that shields us from the light. Unforgiveness is is a veil that shields us from cosmic light. Um, The unresolved emotions and situations also affect our communion with the cosmic. So think of when you're meditating and you're trying to focus on this positive result that you're trying to achieve, but this other thing keeps running through your mind because it's unresolved. It's affecting your focus, affecting your meditation, your visualization. So unresolved emotions do affect our communion with the cosmic. And then every situation is a teacher. you know, some of these are these experiences are things that we have chosen. I remember reading in um, Spiritual Laws That Govern Humanity and the Universe by Dr. Lonnie Edwards, which talks about how every lesson is a teacher. And even before we incarnate, our soul personalities with, in, with God um, design a lesson plan for us to undergo in the common incarnation. So take a step back and think about that. You you decided that in this incarnation, you had some lessons to learn. And one of them includes that thing that someone did to you. So it's an opportunity for you to learn. There's a potential lesson in those so-called offenses. Um, Another reason to forgive is because we have been forgiven. Um, The Master Jesus is reported to have said he without sin cast the first stone, right? Let's think about this. Are, are we so pure? Are we so blameless? Um, have we never been on the offensive side? Um, and then there are two interesting quotes from Louis-Claude de saint One of them is, as proof that we are regenerated, we must regenerate everything around us. So you're you're a Rosicrucian, you're you've you've studied so many things, you've practiced so many things, you've um, enjoyed some spiritual alchemy and evolution and growth in your life. Are the people around you experiencing that that increase in light? Are they being regenerated because you have been regenerated? Forgiveness is one of the ways to achieve that. Another quote from Louis-Claude Essenmatin. This one's longer, so bear with me. The more we advance in virtue, the less we perceive the defects of others. As a man on the summit of a mountain with a vast prospect about him, beholds not the deformities of those who may dwell on the plain below. His very elevation should give him a lively, And tender interest in those who, although beneath him are he knows of his own nature. What then must be the love of God for humanity? So we we've gone through, we go through multiple incarnations or soul personalities, reincarnate for different lessons. And so think of it as a pyramid. We're all on you know different levels of this pyramid and When you're in the middle, there are people above you, there are people below you. But at some point you were at that point below you. At some point you reached that point above you. So it doesn't make sense to look down with condescension at someone beneath you because that used to be you. You used to be in that position of misunderstanding. So, what what then must be the love of God for humanity looking down (laughs) on all of us and the flaws that require us to incarnate in order to evolve? So I thought that was another interesting quote that um, justifies the need to forgive because we have been forgiven. We have been the offenders at some point. And then from Frataloni Edwards, which we mentioned before, from spiritual laws that govern humanity and the universe, every lesson will be repeated until it is learned. We are in a school of life. Unforgiveness is essentially equal to failing a class (laughs) because guess what? That class will be repeated, right? That same offense is gonna come through another individual with another face, packaged differently, um, but because it's another opportunity for you to have that experience and learn that lesson. So when should we forgive? Um, Here I wrote past, present and future. So there will be times, um, there are things that have happened in the past that we still care about, that still bother us, that still make us have chest pain and headaches when we think about them. Um, Those things need to be forgiving. There are things in the present that are currently um, unresolved, currently causing inflammatory reactions in our bodies that also need to be resolved. And then it's helpful for us to know that in the future, even more things will come. So we need to forgive always. And as soon as we realize the offense, the potential lesson. Every offense is a potential lesson. And it is only a potential lesson because if we do not learn the lesson, it loses its potential to teach. Um, Therefore creating a new reason to learn that lesson again. So like I said, it will be presented in a new package, a new person, a new friend, a new family member, Because we still need to resolve that issue and learn that lesson. Um, So, the idea is to forgive always so that we are not left with resentment or negative emotions that shield us from the light. Now, who or what should we forgive? First, ourselves. The first person you need to forgive is yourself. I forgive myself for every time that I have not forgiven in the past. I forgive myself for every lesson that I have failed to learn, that I have to repeat. I forgive myself for everything that I have done that required forgiveness. It's very important to realize that We can harbor unforgiveness even towards ourselves for different reasons. Um, Goals we have not achieved, deadlines we have not met, life's so-called milestones, comparing ourselves to others and feeling inferior or behind in our achievements. These are also feelings and emotions that are harmful to our soul's evolution. Wherever we are in life, there is a reason for that. Either it is karmic or it is a product of of consequences of our prior choices. Nevertheless, today, today, right now, is the time to start choosing better. Every day is the start of a new year. So let us resolve to view ourselves with kindness, with grace, with true forgiveness, letting go of every thought that holds back our spiritual evolution. The Master Jesus is reported to have said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. The preliminary act is loving yourself. Forgiving yourself, then you can apply that to your neighbor and treat them like you treat yourself. Some of us are our worst critics, and you know, sometimes that can be a good thing for as long as we're applying it for self development, but not in a negative fashion. So, love your neighbor as you love yourself, love yourself first, forgive yourself where the past, the present, and things that will happen in the future. Who else should we forgive? Others, right? Why? Where they know not what they do, or because they are our teachers. They are our teachers. Every offender is your teacher. You should be grateful for your teacher. <laughs> the first time I heard that was from Fred was I'm like, what? I should be grateful for this person that just did this. But it changes how you receive situations when you stop thinking about the person and start thinking about the lesson. And you're like, well, what, what am I supposed to get from this? I don't want this to happen again. What am I supposed to get from this situation? As opposed to Mr. A did this to me. And I'm not gonna forgive him. So these people are our teachers, and we should be grateful for them, grateful to them for presenting us with essential lessons. And so, in the category of others, there are our parents, our families, our friends. Um, And if you notice, the ones closest to us sometimes bring us the most challenges. And that's partly because they have the most access to us, right? They push our so-called buttons. Um, but why do we have buttons? When when something irks you so much repeatedly, a good question to ask yourself is why? Why does this even bother me? What is it about me that makes this particular thing push my button? Why do I have buttons? Let me let me give these buttons away so that nobody can push them, right? So you know, most of us would easily move on if offended by a stranger, but our family, our friends, we have to deal with them. We have to see them every day. We have to talk to them. They come to visit even when they're not invited. So whatever situations exist in amongst us or coming from them need to be resolved because they just, they just want not go away. Um, And I've noticed that every time I change my reaction to a certain situation, the situation itself changes or it goes away. It stops repeating itself because the lesson has been learned, but guess what? Now it's time for a new lesson, right? So it's an everyday process. It's not something we do today and we'll never have to do again. Um, Every time we learn a lesson, we move to a new lesson. Every time we pass a class, we move to a new class. But why be why get stuck in one class repeating and repeating situations sometimes there are situations we need to forgive um, and in the same way they also arise to teach us lessons um, just a brief example a quick example from my life there was. Um, once I was on a plane and there was turbulence on the plane right like the. the Flights always seem to present us with one challenge or the other. Either they're delayed, you're running from one connection to another, or, or whatnot. But on this flight, there was turbulence. And because of that, I started talking to the person beside me. And sincerely, I don't even remember what we talked about. That was, I don't know, eight to 10 years ago. And we became friends on social media. And now, you know, 10 years later, I'm married to his brother because he introduced us. But you know, that was not a pleasant situation being in that level of turbulence. We could have reacted with fear and anxiety and why me, why us, what's about to happen. Instead, we just calmly had a conversation and now it led to me meeting and marrying my husband. So what an opportunity for growth, what an opportunity for more pleasant experiences going forward. So every situation is a potential teacher. And there are other situations that are even worse, right? Some past experiences that we've gone through that we would not even wish on our enemies. Um, and I, I, I will not bother to list those in my life, but I'm sure you know you know something you've experienced that you're like, man, I would never want to go through that again. And I hope nobody I know has to go through that. Um, we sometimes, the rest Christians sometimes call this the dark night of the soul. And it can be very traumatizing to the person involved, or it can be a personal initiation to a higher level of function, a higher level of understanding, a higher level of existence. Um, even the Christ was te- tested during his incarnation. So let us view these um, situations as opportunities for growth. But what did I do before this happened? can i do differently so it doesn't happen again what can i learn from this situation to help me in another challenge in life um and then any repetitive lesson is also something that needs to be resolved so take a moment look back in your life is there anything that seems to have happened more than once sometimes it's in dating right you date this person you break up because of one character trait that bothered you so much. And then you date someone else and you find it again and you're like, hold on. I thought I broke up with A because of this. Now I'm dating B and he has it too, or she has it too. But those people are mirrors for us, right? They're reflecting something in ourselves that we need to resolve. So anything that keeps repeating itself over and over is something that we need to resolve internally. Um So is there anything that seems to have happened more than once, anything unpleasant, uncomfortable, anything that required you to take a step back and evaluate yourself or your situation? I want you to take note of that and even write it down so we can address that in the meditation at the end. Um, And even if it's not a repetitive lesson, any situation that you seem to have trouble getting over, that you just seem stuck in the emotions related to that experience. If you could please take note of it, um, a mental note or write it down so we can address it during our meditation. Now, how, how can we forgive? So first, intention. We must have an intention to forgive. As we learned in the definition in the beginning, it does not happen by mistake. It has to be something that we want to do. Um, And after everything we've learned today, I hope that we all have the intention to forgive, to move on, to progress, to allow more light into our lives. And then desire, I'm separating intention from desire, even though they can be synonymous. And that's because desire is a stronger word right when it comes to forgive you have to truly you have to truly want it from the depth of your heart so i'm separating desire from intention because it's a stronger word i want us to approach this with an intense emotion that is inspiring us to want to forgive to want to release that situation release that person release that emotion and move forward emotionally and spiritually And then practice, right? Don't forgive today and forget about it tomorrow, right? We have to forgive constantly. The new situations every day, every week, every year, um, approach it with a sense of forgiveness. It needs to be a way of light, a way of life. (laughs) Remember that lack of forgiveness shields us from the light. So let's talk about practical tools for the forgiver. One of them is will, willpower. Remember intention and desire. This is where will comes to play. I'm going to use an example from my childhood. I know there are probably some Nigerians on this call. And I'm just going to ask for your forgiveness in advance because I'm going to call us out on this one. But I'm Nigerian, I grew up in Nigeria, and um, in our culture, the older person is always right. The older person is always right. Doesn't matter what they said, what they did, what you said, what you did, the older person is always right. So as as a young girl in Nigeria, there are all these situations that would come up and... I would feel so wrong. They would be like, well, this person did this to me. I'm I'm in the right. Um, But no, my parents would be like, you have to go and apologize to Auntie this and apologize to Uncle that. I'm like, gee, man, they're the ones who hurt me. Um, And I hated apologizing, partly because I thought I was right. Um, So in order to avoid having to apologize over and over again to Uncle this and Auntie that, I just I had this habit of not responding anymore whenever you know those situations started I would just be quiet wait it out and then go to my room close the door um lay on the bed close my eyes and I would visualize this uncle or auntie apologizing to to you know my 8 year old self right I would visualize them apologizing to me and it would be a sincere apology. I really use my imagination. And um, in my visualization, I would accept the apology very gracefully and then fall asleep. And when I woke up, I would feel like nothing ever happened. So not only did I practice forgiveness, I also prevent, my, my um, goal at that time was to avoid apologizing and I achieved that goal. But on a deeper level, I was achieving um, forgiveness because I received a sincere apology. To me, it was real and I responded um, to it. So obviously I'm older now, it's better. And sometimes I'm the one who's always right because I'm older, but um, just an example of how you can use your willpower Um, to forgive. Silence, silence is another important um, part of forgiveness. Silence gives us um, an opportunity to reflect. So think about an argument, right? Between you and someone else. They say something, you respond, they say something, you respond and it escalates. At some point, if one of you just decides to be quiet and reflect, It gives you the opportunity to actually hear what the other person is saying, first of all, right? Because sometimes we're just talking at each other. Um, Gives you an opportunity to see their perspective and actually gives them an opportunity to see your perspective. So silence is not, it's not always a passive state. During silence, we reflect. It makes it easier for us to read between the lines to maybe understand the other person's um, perspective understand that they might be reacting in fear and they may not even truly intend to offend, right? How many of us wake up in the morning thinking, hey, who am I gonna offend today? Who am I gonna just give it to today? Right? We don't do that. In the same way other people are probably not waking up just scheming on how to offend us. These are situations that arise because of differences in personality, differences in expressing ourselves, differences in communication, And so sometimes not even communicating, just that silence allows us to understand what is not being said, what is happening in that person's mind or between the lines, behind the scenes. Um, So always try to spend some time in silence and let the truth of a situation reveal itself to you. Alchemy, like I said, forgiveness is a form of mental and emotional alchemy. So we're not converting you know, uh, met other metals to gold or anything like that, but we're converting unpleasant situations to harmless ones. Remember I talked about do no harm and receive no harm. Harmlessness is an important characteristic to have, right? Because we're all going through life on this journey of life. And one of the most important things is that We live and let live. We are harmless to others as they go through um, their experiences. So when we convert unpleasant situations to harmless ones, we're practicing alchemy and we're causing these situations to be harmless to the offender and ultimately harmless to us. The offense loses its emotional sting, right? The veil is cleared and we're able to receive and express more light, more understanding, more grace, we clear up emotional space. Um, Meditation. All the things we've learned up until this point are even better when when practiced at the level of meditation, at the level of the celestial sanctum, because then you're really transmitting that to your subconscious. Remember when I said I would receive an apology or I would you know, have them apologize in my mind, receive the apology and then sleep. You know, it was later on as an adult that I was like, well, that's the same as transferring that to your subconscious, making it real to you, for you. Um, So practicing will silence alchemy at the level of meditation, at the level of the celestial sanctum, even a more effective place to achieve forgiveness. Visualization visualizing that that thing never happened and move on, right? How powerful is that? The situation has already passed. What is left of it is in our memory. We have control over that, right? Even our subconscious does this all the time. It's when we have significant trauma, it minimizes our memory of it. You know, I remember um, once I was riding a bicycle down, down a bridge that went over a river. And I don't know, something happened with the brakes. I didn't learn to ride a bicycle till I was much older. And it went spinning and I ended up on the floor. The bicycle was facing the opposite direction from where I was going. I had hit my head on the, well, I was wearing a helmet. Always wear your helmet. Hit my head on the bridge. Thankfully, I I didn't go over the bridge, right? I would have ended up in the river. But if you ask me what happened, I can't really, I've tried to tell the story so many times and I I really, I'm not sure what happened in that time. It seemed like, I mean, it was an instant. When it happened, it seemed like a long period of time, but I can't completely tell you what happened. That is my subconscious minimizing the memory of that because it was traumatic to me. So imagine taking that to a higher level and using your own will to minimize the memory of something that was traumatizing to you through through visualization, right? So in the same way, we can consciously, willfully minimize our memory of an event for the greater good, for the greater good. I remember once um, Sorrow Karen Warwick was given a talk on spiritual alchemy Um, And she talked about how, you know, there are certain things that shouldn't happen in the temple, and if they happen in the temple while we're there, instead of dwelling on it, visualize that it didn't happen, right? Don't let it affect the rest of your um, mystical experience during the convocation. So that's an opportunity to use visualization to minimize the, the memory of something that is contrary to what we want it to be. And then another thing we need to realize when forgiving is that we have the ability to change ourselves and not the other person, right? You know, you have a spouse that does this or that, you can't change them, you can only change yourself. What if you changed yourself to not be so reactive to that situation? When I've done that, I've noticed that my spouse actually does those things less. Does he really do them less or do I notice them less? I'm not even sure, but I can only change myself. I can't change him in the same way he can only change himself, he can't change me. So this is an internal process. It's working on oneself. We can change ourselves and not the other person. So that's another practical tool for forgiving, changing ourselves, evolving. All right, so let us think of the past, what comes up in our minds as a deep offense, a past situation that we're unhappy about. I'll give you a moment to, to write that down so we can address it in our meditation. Forgive the present. So now even more recently, what is an unresolved situation or offense? What are you upset about right now? Write that down or make a mental note of it. Forgive in the future. Hmm. Like I said, well, life continues, right? More lessons are going to come up in the future. So let us prepare. Let us prepare to learn those lessons the first time. Let us pass on the first go. So we're gonna be meditating very soon. And we can give everyone a chance to write down those offenses, situations, unresolved emotions um, that we need to address. So I'm gonna invite you to do a brief exercise with me. We're gonna do it at the level of the celestial sanctum, like I said. Um, For those of us who are Rosicrucians, we're familiar with the celestial sanctum um, for the rest of us, essentially, this is the highest plane of consciousness that we can access. Um, and typically we like to visualize it as a, a place that brings us feelings of joy and comfort. Um, it could be a church, a mosque, a garden, the beach by an ocean, um, so let's let's pick a spot that's going to be our celestial sanctum and we're going to go there very soon to practice forgiveness. Now I invite you to do a brief exercise with me. Sit relaxed. Typically, if you're sitting in a chair, let your feet be flat on the ground, let your back be straight. Close your eyes, minimize any external influences or or senses. And now let us take some deep neutral breaths. So this means deep breath in, and a complete exhalation with no pause in between the inhalation and exhalation. So deep breath in and then exhale completely with no pause in between. Gonna do that for about two minutes to completely relax ourselves and center ourselves within. May the sublime essence of the cosmic infuse our beings and cleanse us of all impurities of mind and body that we may enter into the celestial sanctum and attune in all purity and perfect dignity. So might it be. Now let us ascend slowly to our celestial sanctums. See yourself rising above the chair where you're seating. Project your consciousness out of the building. Above your state. Above your country. Above the earth. Take a moment to look back at the earth, our beautiful planet. What a gift. Beautiful, blue planet. Now let's turn around and continue our ascent into the stars. We go by the sun, the moon, the other planets. We continue to ascend and ascend. Now pause, take a moment and visualize your celestial sanctum, however you've chosen to visualize it. A beautiful environment that inspires joy and every positive emotion within you. a place of beauty, a place of rest, a place of unlimited potential. Now, however you visualize this place, enter it now. Experience it with all your spiritual senses. Hear the sound of a beautiful waterfall. Smell the beautiful incense or flowers, wet grass. Take in all the beauty around you. Now choose a comfortable place to sit. Now repeat after me. I forgive myself. I forgive everyone. I forgive everything. Now see yourself engulfed in a beautiful, brilliant sphere of light. As you release every burden, the veils that shielded you from the light are disappearing. Now think of that repetitive lesson, that unresolved issue, whatever you made a note of during the presentation. Ask for wisdom that you may realize the lesson in that situation so that it will never be repeated. Think of that unresolved issue and visualize its resolution. Visualize its resolution. Now engulf it in the same light that engulfs you. This light is coming from the creator. It is increasing in your heart as every veil is removed. See the light expanding within your heart. expanding throughout your entire being. And now radiating outside of you, engulfing everything, everyone. Now repeat after me. This is my intention. To forgive. To be free. To be harmless. Now with intense desire in our hearts, let us transmit this perfect image to the cosmic. Release it, have a blank mind and remain receptive and be conscious of all impressions you may receive. Oh. If it pleases the cosmic, it is done. Now let us slowly return through the same path through which we ascended. Now leaving our celestial sanctums Going through the stars, past all the planets, the sun, the moon. Now entering the Earth's atmosphere, our beautiful planet, into our countries. our states, back above the building from in which we're sitting, back into our seats. Slowly feel yourself coming back into your body. When you feel ready, open your eyes. May the cosmic sanctify our contact with the celestial sanctum. May peace reign on earth and within each being. So might it be. These profound fretters and sores,